Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast, back to being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And tonight, we're talking about COVID, getting inside Chateau Relaxo. Thanks for listening. Hello, if you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. And before we get to tonight's topic, let's take a quick spin around the interwebs. For me, I am a fan of the McDonald's Super Simple Cheeseburger. Don't hate. I'm also a fan of their Sunday machine or their milkshake machine. And how many times have we gone to McDonald's only to find out that the so-called ice cream milkshake Sunday machine is not working. Well, guess what? You can now find out if any McDonald's ice cream machine in the United States is working by using the app McBroken. Software engineers to the rescue, Rashid Zahid debuted a web app last week that uses McDonald's ordering API, reverse engineered of course, to query every single McDonald's in the United States assuming that the store has correctly indicated that their ice cream machine is unavailable and that it is ice cream machine is not working, it will show up as a little red dot on the app McBroken. Now, of course, a lot of this depends on the hourly employees at each McDonald's location being able to mark the product at the store level as unavailable. And then when the ice cream machine goes back online, they have to mark it available. Believe me, I did a short stint at Burger King in my youth, and cleaning the shake machine was a giant cup of suck. I truly believe that a good percentage of these McDonald's ice cream machines not working is due to the fact that the employees do not want to clean them. I love rich people, especially ones that do really cool stuff with their money. If I was really loaded, and of course I'd buy my Range Rover Defender, I'd complete my watch collection, Then I would go on to installing that spinning bookcase in my office that leads to my secret man cave. There'd be a hydraulic TV lift at the foot of my bed. And of course, my dogs would just have a kicking dog house out back. But when you're really, really, really rich, you can also use that money to piss people off just like Bill Gross. Bill Gross is a billionaire, and he is accused of blaring the Gilligan's Island TV theme song at his neighbor on a loop. And you would ask, why would anybody do that? Well, Gross and his longtime partner, and longtime partner is nothing more than code for no prenup, spent $1 million on a glass sculpture outside their Laguna Beach home. I saw the pictures of this $1 million sculpture. And I'm thinking that Bill possibly got a little bit of a raw deal. But this sculpture went on to block his neighbor's Tofik's view of the water. At some point, the statue got broken. Gross files a lawsuit and says that more than $50,000 damage was apparently caused by a thrown rock. And he's using that as evidence of an escalating campaign of vandalism. Tofik and his wife say it was probably something that damaged it by falling out of a tree, a coconut, palm frond, something along those lines. Since then, Gross has surrounded this $1 million glass sculpture with a menagerie of poles and netting to protect the sculpture from any additional damage. And of course, then both Gross and Tofik 
file complaints with the city, a couple more lawsuits, and this escalates or crescendos at the point where Gross is blasting the Gilligan's Island theme song on a loop, pointed in the direction of his neighbor. And like I said, when you're really, really rich, you can have a lot of fun. On to tonight's topic, and tonight's episode title has gone through a couple titles or iterations of titles. Originally, it started out as Guess Who Got on a Plane This Week? Because I was getting on a plane. I was heading to Memphis, Tennessee for a Monday meeting. From there, it evolved into Guess Who Almost Got on a Plane This Week till finally the clickbait title of COVID Inside Chateau Relaxo. Also, this show was to have been recorded in the beautiful Hampton Inn, Bartlett, Tennessee, but COVID got in the way. More on that in a minute, but I'm here to tell you for the last 20 plus years, airports have been a constant in my life, and I agree with George Clooney and his character as Ryan Bingham in the great travel movie Up in the Air. Clooney or Ryan goes on to say, All the things you probably hate about traveling, the recycled air, the artificial lighting, the digital juice dispensers, which I'll tell you what, if I was really, really, really rich, I'd put a digital juice dispenser in my kitchen. And of course, the cheap sushi are all warm reminders that I am home. And at the airport, it is like home. You see a wide array or experience a wide array of emotions. There's giddiness as people are reunited. Sadness as people depart, and of course, excitement as other people's adventures begin. And of course, there'll be a parade of odd outfits, animals, weird hairstyles, and almost endless offering of food choices. And honestly, who doesn't enjoy a good Auntie Anne's pretzels? And then, of course, at night, sometimes you'll be one of only a handful of people in the terminal. Throw the clock forward about seven or eight hours, and you'll think you're in line for Space Mountain. Now, I haven't been on a plane since early March, and I was ready to once again feel, as I would say, at home. But of course, I had to do some work before I headed home. And the most pressing issue was I had to clean out my luggage and backpack. I had an assortment of stuff that would never make it through TSA security because I hadn't been on a plane in seven months. Now, the podcast topics for this episode should be things like the MCO parking garage. Was it barren? Was it packed? What was TSA like? Did they have these little plexiglass riot shields around each one of their little uh, podiums? Did I have to pull my mask down to make sure it matched my license? What were the airport restaurants that were open? I was really looking forward to some orange chicken from Asian Chow. Were there directional or distancing signs on the floor? What did the gate area look like? When I rented my car, would be the what, would there be one of those break the safety seals across the door or not? But instead, like I said, the plans got canceled, all because of exposure to COVID. Now, in the last two or three months, I've spent probably 17 to 20 nights in hotels. Some of those have been with my wife. I've attended almost as many business meetings spent three days in a hospital doing an assessment, including being inside the COVID ward. I've stopped at numerous truck stops. I've dined out with friends. I've dined out with people that I didn't even know. So as you could well imagine, it was only a matter of time before COVID came around, right? Well, get this. The health breach does not come from me. It came from the outside. So here's tonight's travel story. A family friend that's here at the house on a fairly regular basis, hanging out on the weekends, watching football, dining with us two or three times a week, 
had to leave about two weeks ago on a Wednesday for a Friday wedding out of state with plans to return the following Tuesday. When they arrived back in town, the entrepreneur picked them up at the airport. I was on the road. I was in the middle of a South Florida tour. They decided since they had been on a plane and had been exposed to people at the wedding, not practicing social distancing, not wearing masks, you get the picture, decided to get COVID tested. They came over for dinner on Wednesday. I was still on the road. I got back into town on Thursday. They came back over again for dinner. We enjoyed drinks. They had actually brought us some gin back from the northeast part of the United States. Didn't know that was a big hub for gin. Actually pretty good. Probably one of my new favorites. Anyway, late Thursday night, they get the test results back from their COVID test they had taken on Tuesday, and they test positive. We wake up Friday morning to this little bit of news. Immediately, the entrepreneur goes out to get tested because he had been exposed as early as Tuesday when he had picked them up at the airport. Both Jackie and I headed out to get tested as well, only to find that every single appointment in our immediate area had been taken. And the only other option was the drive through CVS where you have to self-administer the test. And I'm here to tell you that after having the test done to me by somebody else, I would not be confident that I could self-administer the test. So we decided to regroup and make an appointment to get tested early Saturday morning at the local Advent Health. Saturday morning, we head out to Advent Health, open the door of the building only to find this little old lady losing her ever-loving mind because there was a poor elderly, and I mean poor elderly gentleman, looked like he had dementia or Alzheimer's in a wheelchair in a separate room, not wearing a mask. And this lady went on a TMZ Access Hollywood worthy rant. So bad, so much so that the staff actually called her name early and put her in an exam room just to bring down the uh, the emotions in the, in the waiting room. We head up to the desk, sign in. They ask us when we had been exposed and we said Thursday. They said, look, we'll be glad to test you, but you really need to wait four days. There's a big propensity to come back with a false negative on a test that's done too early. So we decide, hey, let's just wait. We'll make appointments for everybody to get tested on Monday. And we head back to the house. We get back to the house. The entrepreneur has told us that he got his test results and they came back as negative. We then updated him with the uh, information from the receptionist saying, you probably got tested a little bit too early. You should have probably waited to today. So he actually made an appointment for Monday as well to get tested. Now, there's more to the story, and of course there always is. This wedding that this uh, friend of the family attended was on a Friday. Sometime during the previous part of the week, the bride decides to get a COVID test. Saturday morning, she gets her test results back, and they come back as positive. Now, my understanding was there was probably a hundred people or so at this wedding. And from the front of the family, they were, of course, not practicing social distancing, not wearing masks. So, of course, the bride, what did she do? She did nothing. She told no one, making this all about her. And the reason was that she was embarrassed. Fast forward a few days to Wednesday. The bride finally tells one of the bridesmaids who insists, the bridesmaid, smart young lady here, insists that she tell everyone from the wedding about the positive test results. And this really shouldn't be that hard, right? They sent them invitations. They've got to know where they live, how to make contact with them. 
And of course, there's even more to the story. More than likely, you're listening to this on a mobile device of some sort, possibly a computer. Do me a favor, open up Google Maps, type in the phrase Island of Me, hit enter. And more than likely, you'll find this small plot of Earth in the middle of the ocean somewhere. Well, that is where this couple lives. Now, get a load of this. On Friday, the groom takes to Facebook, the great disseminator of information for the whole world, to let everybody know that his bride had tested positive for COVID a good six days after she got the test results. And as you could also well imagine, and deservedly so, the internet takes this bride to task for her absolute irresponsibility. Now, on the island of me, everything is usually in a very defensive mode type things. What did the bride do? Well, she did the sensible thing. She closed her Facebook account. But that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough at all. No, the groom had to get back onto Facebook once again to let the world know that his new bride had closed her Facebook account because, get this, people were being mean to her. Seriously, folks. I don't know these two. Probably couldn't pick them out of a lineup but I'm beginning to think that they truly deserve each other. Her first for not bothering to tell anyone for at least four days of the uh, positive test results and the idiot groom for not holding his idiot bride accountable. Hopefully these two won't reproduce. Like I said, there was probably a hundred people at the wedding. At last body count or COVID count, 20 people have tested positive from this one Friday evening event. And of course, Beyond the health risk that people were put into, what about the financial risk? I mean, this little blunder of her not bothering to tell anybody cost my company an extra plane ticket. And had our friend been told on Saturday of the bride's positive test results, they would have stayed put out of town and self-quarantined. Yes, either way, they would have missed work, but they do feel terrible for inconveniencing everybody in our household. For myself, Thankfully, I can work from home, but the entrepreneur, he's also an hourly employee. He's had to cancel all of his shifts. Jackie is not allowed to go back into the school system until late the first week of November. All five of us have been subjected to COVID tests. And like I said, there is nothing fun about that. Thankfully, all five of the tests have come back negative, even the entrepreneur's second test. But it just goes to show you that not wearing a mask not participating in social distancing can make a huge difference regardless of your political beliefs, your political affiliations, or whether or not you believe this virus is true or not. Well, there you have it, folks. COVID has come into Chateau Relaxo and it has fortunately left with no body count, no fouls, nobody hurt, nobody sick. Thanks for listening. If you have a comment, please leave me a voicemail at anchor.com or shoot me an email travelfrick at gmail.com. Please stay safe, wear a mask, and thanks for listening. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at hypeamerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again. Thank you.